Okay, everybody, today is Dav Chav Zion, and we are finishing a Perek, uh, the second chapter in Bavakama, God willing, and starting the third. And we'll start right with today's Dav. And have in mind that all our learning should be a merit for the Jews in Eretz Yisrael. They should have safety. Uh, the captives should be freed and safe, as well as for Shalem to all who need it. Okay, and we are starting at uh, towards the top of the page, second line. So we just uh, talked about. Someone threw a child off a roof, and um, and uh, and here in this case, a a bull caught it on its horns. So what's the law? So plukta de Rabbi Yishmael benosho Rabbi Yochanan mebroka. Rabbanu to dispute between Rabbi Yishmael the son of Rabbi Yochanan mebroka and the rabbis. The Tanya the Brisa teaches us the nasam pidyo nafsho. You pay for the redemption of his soul. And it's a machlokas. So what we're saying is, is that this uh, shore is a muad, and it should be chayv kofer, which is a ransom. And the question is, whose value is paid in that ransom? Is it Demei Mizak? That's the Tanakhama's opinion. And it's the damager's value, not the damage, not the one who was damaged. And if it was the damagee's value... So, uh, being that this child was already thrown, so the value is not there anymore. But uh, if it's Demei Masik, so then there would be full responsibility for his value. Somebody would fall off a roof. And he landed on top of a woman and ended up penetrating. Okay, so he has to pay for damages. Nezek for damage, tsar pain, repoy doctor's bills, sheves if there's ta- ta- the time, but not boshes, uh, sheves is uh, if there's time of convalescing, and but boshes not, no shame because it was not intended. Okay, at least the the da- the damage he didn't intend to do damage, um, so which we saw that idea before. Um, and that will be all this will not work as an act of bia for yibum because you have to at least have to have had in mind even though not the mitzvah of yibum but to have in mind uh to do a, an act of relations which was not there either over here and rashi is careful to explain the reason why you're responsible is because he was blown down with a normal wind which he should have been more careful um um so uh, okay, okay, so uh, like we said, not for shame. The Tanan is the Mishnah teaches, he's not responsible for shame. Um, uh, until there was an intended act. Okay, Rabbi says, furthermore, Nafal Mershagak, somebody who falls off a roof, in a abnormal wind. So this time it was abnormal. And he damaged as well as embarrassed. There he's only responsible for damage, even though it was an abnormal wind. 
but he is not responsible for the other damages because here there was uh, um, there was uh, again there was not the same level of negligence to be responsible for the other payments of sari uh, uh, so you need some level of negligence which was lacking there. Um, but Baruch Mitsuya Vizik Ubiesh Chaibdal Dvarim Upatra Labosha, like we said. The Imnis Habach, but let's say he adjusted himself to land specifically on the person. So he, Chaib, then he will be Chaib Afal Boshes also for the shame as well, because then it becomes intentional. The Tanya's Bright says, Mimashrish and Mabishol Chioda, he talks about the mitzvah, the Isser, the Chiv of Boshes. And it says she sent her hands. And of course she grabbed him. That's what it means. She sent her hands to grab him, right? What is the word teaching us? To tell you, since there was intent to do harm, that's why, even if there was no intent for embarrassing, um, that's, enough, that's enough intent to be responsible. Um, Rabbi furthermore says, Let's say um, you left, uh, somebody left a coal on somebody's heart and and he died. Potter, you're not responsible at all. But if you put on his clothes in his presence and it gets burnt, you're responsible. And Rabbi says, We're both, there's a source for both of these. It says alibot. Where's the source for alibot? Because the Mishnah says kavash alav lesoch, or if you push the person and lock them into a fire, oh lesoch amayim or into the water and didn't let him out, then yochal alas misham he cannot leave, can't extricate himself. Amazing, he dies. Chayiv, you're responsible. But dachval lesoch or if you pushed him into the fire and he just stayed there, oh lesoch amayim v'yochal alas misham and he could have left. Oh, Mason, then he died, Potter. You're not responsible because you should have saved himself. Big though, by the clothing, it's also sourced. The Tanana's mission says, Karas Ksuso. Karas Ksusi, a man tells you, tear my garment. Shaberis Kadi, break my jug. Chayv, you're responsible. Amenas Lifter, but if he says, unless he says, on the condition that you'll be not obligated, then Potter. But without that extra line, you're Chayv. Okay, so by Rabbah, Rabbah has a question. What about on the slave? What's the deal? Is that the same as his body that therefore you're not responsible? It's like your property and therefore you are responsible. So if it is like his body, what about if it was on the animal? So then he gave the answer. The slave is like his body. And Shoro Kimimono and the uh, ox is like his money. Hadrok is a regal, and that's the end of uh, the second chapter. I'll continue. Okay, so now we are at the beginning of the third parak, and let's begin. Hameniach es Hakad, somebody who leaves a Jug, okay. There's just rabbi in the public domain. Somebody um, passed by and, and tripped on it. and he broke it in while tripping on it. Potter, he is not obligated. 
Um, the idea is, is that nobody asked you to leave it there. Okay, it's in the public domain. It doesn't belong. And if he, instead of breaking it, or in addition to breaking it, he got hurt by it, the owner of the barrel is responsible. Chayv uh, is responsible for damages. So, Kamar is bothered by this. It starts calling it a kad, which sounds like a smaller container, smaller jug. Which is larger, which is a barrel. So, there's another Mishnah later on that also switches off. Starts off saying, one man's coming with his barrel, another man's coming with his beam. And the man's uh, uh, jug broke with the other man's beam. They bumped into each other. Potter, not responsible. So again, Pasuk Mechavis has started calling it a, a barrel, and then ended up calling it a jug, okay, which is smaller, a smaller barrel. And there's a third Mishnah, this man comes with his barrel of wine, and this one comes with his jug of honey, and then the barrel of honey cracks, and Zeyeno and the other man spilled out his wine, the Yitzel was Sadvash, to save the honey, because the honey is more valuable than the wine. Uh, all he gets is his, is his uh, wages for the work done, but not for the loss of the wine. Again, first we call it a jug, and then we call it a barrel. So Amarav Papa, Papa says, "Hainu kar, hainu chavis." It's the same thing; it, they're, they're interchangeable words. What is that relevant for? It's for business, for buying and selling. What's the case? What do you mean buying and selling? If you're in a town where they don't call, they don't use the words interchangeably. A kad means a small one, and a chavis means a large one. So then, hello, Karola. So why should you be able to say, oh, I'd love to buy a barrel off you, a chavis off you, and then he provides you a kad? That's not what, nobody uses that word to describe a chavis, so that's not going to work. doesn't make sense. Most people do call a kad, they use the word kad for the small one, and for the larger one they use the word chavis. And then there's a, a, a minority of people that sometimes say the word kad for a chavis and a chavis for a kad. You might think Zilbas Ruba just followed the majority. We do not follow when it comes to monetary law after the majority, and it falls into the grouping uh, or the rule of Hamotim Mechaber Lefarai. You want to make him pay for the difference, um, you have the burden of proof that, you know, that, that you're from the majority, or he's from the majority, not the minority, and that's why, until you can prove it, you cannot uh, complain, basically. You can say, look, uh, to me, my, my, the way I talk, I use the words interchangeably. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. If somebody else trips on it and breaks the jug, he is not responsible. Am I potter? Why should he be potter? Shouldn't he be careful where he's going? 
Again, the idea is, is that a man should watch where he's walking, and if he sees a jug in the road, he should walk around it. He shouldn't step on it and crack it. Amri, so the answer is the Amri Rav Rav. So the school of Rav is the name of Rav and Mamalak, which is Rabim Kul Chavias. The man who put the barrels there, he filled the entire uh, way with barrels. So he's he's entitled to he, he has to to use the road and it's blocking the road so he's allowed to go. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says we're talking in the dark and that's why he couldn't see it, and it's excusable that he didn't notice. And Rabbi Yechon Amar Karen's office it's on the corner, it was right around the bend, and he couldn't again also couldn't see it. So Amar Papa Papa says the Mishnah. Only really fits well according to either Shmuel or of Yochanan, but not according to Rav. Okay, why not? Why? Because if it was like Rav, my area niskal, why would you only be potter if you tripped on it and unintentionally broke it? Even if you broke it intentionally, you should be potter because you have a right to go and he's blocking your way. And if it's in your way, you can break it. Really, Rav can't fit in. Ah, what's going on? He could talk about it. It's true. If he would have broken it intentionally, he would also be potter. So why did he say he tripped and did it intentionally? The purpose is to convey the latter part. If he gets hurt on it, the one, the owner of the barrel is responsible for having heard him. And that's only true the Tafganisko. That's only if he tripped on it. Not and and he and he hurt and he hurt himself. I will shove her low. But if he intentionally broke it, like he was gonna he's like he was falling the way and he was so upset that he kicked it hard with his foot and then he broke his toe, low, he's not responsible. The owner of the jug. Why? My timer? Who does it enough? Because but he asked him to kick it. He kicked it. He took the risk of kicking that it might hurt himself. So therefore, since it's to convey the latter part of the Mishnah that if he gets damaged, the owner of the barrel is now responsible. So therefore, that's why we said in the Resha where he tripped. Amrle brings us to the next thing. Amrle Rebabler Vashi. In Marava, in Eretz Yisrael, the Rav Ula, in the name of Rav Ula, they switch it to Rav Eloi, um, a, different, uh, a different answer totally. Not because it was in the dark, not on the corner, not when the road was filled. But the reason why he's not responsible for the jug is people are busy, they're, they're preoccupied, and they're not paying attention to the roads. So, there was a story in Narda where the guy, it was during the daytime, it wasn't on a corner, and it wasn't filled up, and he broke it, and Shmuel says, you have to pay. But a story happened, and he also made him pay. Rabba, they switched the name to Rab, from Rabba to Rabba. Now, this is Shmuel's position that unless it's in the dark, you should watch where you're going. It's really, does Rabba hold like Shmuel? Papa, 
Karna de Atzrahave. No, there's maybe a special scenario, which is the corner where the the press is. So everyone's lined up with their barrels, waiting to fill it with wine. They came in the Rishos Kavdi, so therefore they have a right to leave their barrels there. That's an exception, meaning maybe in general he agrees with the Eretz Yisrael, Rav Eloi's position, which is that people don't generally look where they're going. But when you're in the neighborhood of the press, where you need to expect there to be barrels there, you should pay attention. And look where you're going. Okay. The center of Nachman. Hare Amru. They say Lurakova Lurakuva Shalosh. If somebody intend, this is talking about the payment of boches for various ways of hitting somebody else. So if you need somebody, Shalosh, there's payment of three. Libiita, if you kick somebody with your foot. That's a little bit more denigrating, and therefore chamesh it's more. Vilis nukras shloshes nukras is the uh, is the saddle of a donkey. Okay, so that's even more. It's more shameful. What about the shovel handle or the blade of the shovel? My, what's the deal? What's the shame factor? How much should be paid? So that's what Rav Chizda sent to Rav Nachman. So Shalachli, Chizda, 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 I don't understand. This is Bavel over here. And, and Boshes is a Kanas, it's a penalty. And you're collecting penalties in Bavel that you want to collect that money? Can you please fill me in on the details of this story, the case? So Shalachli sent him. There was this well that belonged to two people. Every day it was one man's turn to draw from the well. And then there was a day that the guy went out of turn and took it on the day that wasn't his turn. And he told him, This is my day. I'm supposed to be drawing the water today. He ignored him. So he took the law into his own, in own hands and chuckled. So he took the shovel handle and he beat on him. Get out of my well. I need to draw water. He should have hit him with a hundred uh, shovel handles. Meaning, he had a right to, so to speak, take the law into his own hands over here. Um, even though there is an opinion that says that you can't take the law into your own hands, um, that's uh, that's in general. But say the where there's a loss of an inshtinalanafshi, you are allowed to take the law into your own hands. And here's the source for that. Rav Yehuda Amar, you're not allowed to take the law into your own hands. And Rav Nachman Amar, you are. If there is a loss, there's nothing to talk about. There's no dispute. That even, even Rav Yehudo says not, in this case he would agree that you would have a right to. 
If there's no loss, that's where there's a dispute. Review the Amar Lo of You can't. Why not? Since time is not of essence and there's no loss in waiting. So therefore, let's go in front of a court, go in front of judges, and get it done you know, the regular route of legal, you know, the legal action. Why? Given the Medina of it, since after all, you're doing what the law provides. It's a hassle and a half to have to go to court. And the bottom line is what you're doing is correct anyway. So therefore, you have a right to do it. All right, we'll stop over here and have a wonderful day.